podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association and thank you for joining us for our podcast today entitled Quality Enhancement Plan, Going the Distance. And I'm very excited today to have with me in the studio Dr. Renee Cintron. Dr. Cintron, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Dr. Cintron is Assistant Dean of the Business and Technology Division at Delgado Community College, which is actually, if you did not know this, is in New Orleans, which is in Louisiana. And in this position, he actually coordinates the development and tracking of program and student learning outcomes and assessment. He has his Doctor of Philosophy in Organization and Management in the School of Business and Technology with Capella University. And he is also Chief Executive Officer for AHA Training Company, which is also located in Louisiana. And Dr. Cintron has numerous presentations, publications, and has also many awards and merits, including Faculty of the Year awards from the University of Phoenix. So Dr. Cintron, thank you for joining us. Once again, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I know Delgado Community College has an excellent quality enhancement plan, and I know the acronym for it is QEP. Could you tell us a little about what is the QEP and how did it come about at Delgado Community College? Sure. Um, what we call the QEP, the quality enhancement plan, is the college's plan for faculty development and student readiness. Now it is focused on distance education. It was not focused on that in the past. It was actually uh, started as a developmental education tool, again, focusing on faculty development and student readiness. We had Hurricane Katrina disrupt that plan, which we had to adjust and change into what we now call Go in the Distance, which is our new QEP. You mentioned Katrina, and I'm sure, and I thought of Katrina also when I saw where Delgado Community College was located. Could you? speak to did the program change very much or enrollment change after Katrina? They both did. The, uh, both enrollment and the program, the QEP, uh, changed after Hurricane Katrina in 2005. I'll give you a little bit of background as far as the enrollment in the semesters before. In the spring of 2005, which is when the QEP was in place, the original one that I spoke about, the developmental education, we had 500 students taking online courses, so it's a small number out of 17,000 enroll, enrolled in our school overall. Then the fall of 2005, we were hit with the Hurricane Katrina. It's the middle of the semester. At the end of August, the school was closed. What we were forced to do was create an emergency online session between the fall of 2005 and the spring of 2006, what we at Delgado called the, the Katrina semester. Since we don't, we don't have a, another coding for it, we'll just call it the Katrina semester. That 
uh, semester we had online sessions free of charge to our students. We had 2,555 students in that semester. So you can see how from 500 students online to 2,555, that's a little bit of an increase there. Then the immediate semester after that, the official semester, spring of 2006, we reached 10,000 students, so we dropped 7,000 overall students in enrollment, that being about 24% taking online courses, having students scattered all over the place. So we had enrollment changes and distance education changes, which caused uh, the plan to, to change. Those are some dramatic number changes. I can imagine you had a lot of challenges. Could you describe some of the objectives of QEP? Sure. We continue to have about 24-25% of online students. Our enrollment has reached 14,000 and we're the largest uh, higher education institution in, in New Orleans right now, which posed some challenges for us. Quality Enhancement Plan uh, has four objectives. We focus on improving faculty preparedness and distance delivery, improving instructional design of our online courses, improving retention and success of online students, and improving student learning outcomes in distance delivered courses. So those are our four objectives we deal with in the QEP. Talking about the faculty preparedness, we created small cohorts of faculty, small meaning less than 10 faculty members in a group, and we enrolled them in fielding graduate universities teaching in the virtual classroom classes where they took courses on pedagogy and other online learning activities as faculty members. This is a little pricey, so we have to create a model for institutionalizing this training for our other faculty members. We can't do 10 at a time forever. So that's part of the objectives of this plan. Secondly, we have the instru instructional design section of it, which we have partnered with Quality Matters. With regards to instructional design, we're having faculty members submit their, in the same cohorts, once they take the teaching in the virtual classroom courses, they're submitting their classes to be evaluated by Quality Matters. And those specific classes with those specific faculty members are certified by Quality Matters. Again, we have to institutionalize this as well. The third aspect of it, which is the one that I'm really more involved in, is the student retention and readiness for online education. And it covers three areas. We want to, of course, help our students be better in online learning, collect data, whether from the students, from the school, to be able to, to see their motivation, what, the, what their needs are, and as well as to create a self-assessment tool for the students to take and guide them in their online readiness. We have what we call the DCC Live, which is a 24-7 support and knowledge-based information system available online for our students to see anything. We use Blackboard, so anything regarding Blackboard, posting assignments, taking tests, all sorts of assistance. Things as simple as how do I log on to my account. So that's available to our students. We've developed that and we've created that over the last few uh, semesters. The other part of it is we've conducted surveys to gain information about our students. Where do they have computer access? What motivates them to take an online course? What are the reasons for taking online classes when we have our campus there? So we're gathering information from the students as well from our student information system 
for success rates on students online versus students taking classes on campus versus students taking hybrid courses and seeing the retention success rate of those students. The last piece of this is we're trying to create a self-assessment for our students. We understand and we know that there are tons of self-assessment tools out there and we want to do something that's specific for Delgado Community College students that are taking courses online. That will let them know after answering several questions what type of training should they have before taking an online class. We're not making it mandatory, we're just suggesting you need to look into the video or the module on posting an assignment on Blackboard or you need to do something with regards to taking tests. From the surveys we have found that the majority of the students want Blackboard help and study skills for online courses. So that's what we're gearing our goals there under student retention and readiness. Fourth objective is student learning outcomes. We want to make sure that our students are learning what they're supposed to learn in the online courses as well. So what we're going to start doing in the fall of 2009 is a comparison of SLO student learning outcomes in the traditionally delivered courses and the online delivered courses and making a distinction between the online delivered courses that have not gone through the, the faculty members being part of the teaching in the virtual classroom and the course themselves being in quality matters. So we're separating the two types of online classes. So that's the QEP in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> Excellent job. I know how difficult it is to give a synopsis of such a broad-based program. You mentioned evaluation, and I know measurement and evaluation is very important. How is QEP actually being evaluated? Oh, great question. The last piece that I mentioned uh, with the evaluation of the SLOs, we're going to use that and compare the student success. So we're going to go beyond that because it deals with the student side. So the faculty, we want to make sure that they are improving in their online teaching skills. We're also conducting surveys of our faculty distance delivery skills. So we've asked them now about their skills and then we'll ask them again later and so on and track them through, through the semesters. There's a committee on campus that deals with technology and faculty members and runs surveys for the faculty members. And as well as uh, we're going to use the Quality Matters based standards for instructional design to evaluate the courses that are being delivered online. So all of that together, will annual reports that will compile a larger five-year report and we continue to evaluate our QEP. You make it sound easy, but I know there are a lot of challenges, a lot of roadblocks. Could you describe some of those and how you address them? It's easy, of course. Some of the challenges, I would say, having everyone, I mean everyone, behind the QEP. Of course, there are different philosophies in a community college and an educational facility, and not everyone may or may not agree with what's being done. And it takes time to collect data, to analyze the data, to gather people together from dis different disciplines, and to create a plan of action for the next step. I think that those, I guess, are, to me, the main challenges are, are everyone's busy. Everyone has their own job and duties to accomplish, and in addition to that, we're asking several of them to participate in various committees and subcommittees that de deal directly with the QEP student assessment, online delivery, 
technology, faculty development, and all of those are additional duties uh, for many of the faculty and staff. I guess the time management and the thinking and analyzing for future actions would be some of the challenges there. What are your next steps then? <laughs> thinking about the challenges, thinking about how busy everyone is, I know something like this has to be constantly upgraded, tweaked, next versions. Can you describe some of those next steps? No, sure. The, uh, the next steps, from the beginning, we, we knew that we couldn't continue to, to pay for the courses at Fielding, the cube quality matters. So we knew from the beginning we have to make it broader and make it available to more faculty members and then more students as well. So that our next step is to institutionalize the faculty development section of it. And we have already started developing smaller courses in the college for faculty members to take. So at, from the beginning we realized that we could not afford the expenses related to Quality Matters and uh, teaching in the virtual classroom for all of our faculty members. And taking small cohorts at a time, when we have a thousand staff and faculty involved in the college, we're doing eight, ten a semester a year, we're, we're never going to be able to train everybody. The next step is to get as much information developed by our faculty members that have gone through the training into the hands of the faculty members that have not gone to the training. And that would involve the faculty preparedness and instructional design areas of that. From the student readiness side, we're planning to continue conducting surveys to gauge their need, the students' needs, as well as continuing to collect data on online courses that are completed successfully. We've pulled data on when students register and what their success rates are, those little things. Now, what we, we just had a meeting a couple weeks ago with the student readiness group, and we're going to track students that are willing to participate in a longitudinal study through graduation and beyond. So we're going to track them from now and keep track of them as they take different student readiness area-related modules or watch the videos. And so that's the next steps on the, both the faculty side and the student side. Before we end, you mentioned quality matters a number of times, and I think it might be helpful uh, for the audience to have a just a brief description of exactly what quality matters is. Quality matters is a, a general has general review standards for instructional design. They cover things such as uh, course overview and introduction, what the faculty member should have as a course overview and an introduction, learning objectives the different assessments in the course and the measurements for those courses, what resources should be available to the students, the material that is in the course, and not just the materials and resources available, but where they are available. They also have standards for course technology use, learner support, and accessibility to the different college services, as well as the engagement level between the faculty and the student and student to student to and as well as student to faculty faculty to student and that type of engagement so they have the general review standards that we have submitted the courses through that we need to develop our own Delgado review standards and review our own courses 
Dr. Cintron, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your expertise and knowledge. And I'm sure there are people in the audience who would like to get in touch with you. Could I impose upon you to share some contact information? Oh, no, not at all. My email address is rcintr at dcc.edu. And that is the best way to reach me. I say you'll get me any everywhere and anywhere, including on my hip. So I'll be more than happy to either answer the questions that come along or refer you to the best person on our campus to answer the question. Dr. Cintron, thank you very much. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association. And if you would like more information about the association, please don't hesitate to look us up at www.usdla.org. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.